1: She's weird and wonderful. Oh, Betty, she's a podcast queen. She's wearing high heel shoes. Got her wings on, too. Hello and welcome to Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase. I'm Betty, I'm a flight attendant for a major airline and I bring you stories from the airplane, from the flight attendants and the pilots and from traveling around the world. In this episode, we have stories from my recent trip to Tanzania, Tanzania. And we have stories about tips, bush babies, lions, bushmen, Elephant poop and whale sharks. Now, I have to say, just in case somebody is just tuning into the show for the first time, normally there are stories from other flight attendants and pilots interspersed with my stories, but this episode is just about all me because so much happened on this trip. It was outstanding. Let's get on with the show. I'm recording this little segment the day before I'm going to Zanzibar, Tanzania, and uh, my stomach's fluttering. I get this thing. Uh, my favorite boyfriend used to call it journey pride. It's a mixture of adrenaline, anticipation, maybe a little stress, all kind of mixed in and makes your stomach go a little... <laughs> Because you're kind of like, ah! (laughs) So I can remember the same feeling the day before I was going to India, the day before I was going to Uganda, the day before I was going to Madagascar. And it's, I got like goosebumps going a little bit right now. But I wanted to tell you that one of the interesting things about this upcoming trip is You know, it's expensive. Anytime I'm gonna be gone for two weeks. Anytime you go anywhere for two weeks, just hotels for two weeks. To me, everything's relative, is a lot of money. But I've been working a lot, so I kind of offsetting that. But also, I get credit cards for hotels to get the points to get free nights at hotels to kind of offset the cost a little bit. So, I mean, I've already done Marriott, Hilton, IHG, Senesta. So right now I got the Hyatt credit card because the nicest hotel in Stone town, or I guess one of the nicest hotels in Stonetown is the Hyatt, and that's the town of Zanzibar. So I'm staying there one night because I'm using the points from that credit card. And uh, it's normally like $400, $600 a night, and I would never pay that much for a hotel. But what's interesting is that night before that, I'm staying in the forest at a homestay that's $40 a night. (laughs) Talk about a juxtaposition. Because And it's funny because I have a friend, and he's like, you want to stay there? And I'm more excited about the $40 a night hotel than I am about the expensive, luxury, posh hotel. Because I want to see these monkeys that they have in the forest in the middle of the island of Zanzibar. And all the hotels and the hotels in Stonetown, the town, have tours to this forest. They have these um, monkeys that are endemic to the island and one of the rarest mammals in all of Africa. So, you know, I want to see them. And I read reviews of the tours. They usually include the forest tour with two other tours, like a spice tour, forest tour, something else. And then you have to drive to and from the beach or the city. And they say, oh, you really don't see many monkeys because the monkeys are there early in the morning or like at sunset. So the tours, you kind of miss them. So I was kind of like, "Mm, I want want to see the monkeys. (laughs) So when I found this, homestay, like inexpensive village, it's called, uh, I was like, bingo! And I'm so excited that I found it. And I don't care what the room is like, because I want to see the monkeys and the bush babies. And this way, and I read the reviews, and they're like, there's monkeys right around. There's bush babies. You see all kinds of animals. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yay! But what's funny is, this trip is going to be going from my... $40 a night hotel to my free but expensive posh hotel, then I'm going on a safari where I'm going to be in a tent. So it's like a constant (laughs) roughing it, posh, roughing it. And to me, that is pure travel bliss. Well, I'm back from my trip to Tanzania, and it was fan-freaking-tastic. I just love Africa. And uh, I hadn't been in a while because of the pandemic and this trip exceeded my expectations. I have a little bit of audio from my taxi ride when I first arrived in Tanzania. And
0: this is my hometown. Oh,
1: what is it called? <laughs> Boo-boo.
0: Boo-boo? <laughs> Boo-boo-boo. boo
1: Let's hear that again because I was like, all righty.
0: This is my long time. Oh,
1: what is it called? Boo boo? Boo boo boo. Boo -boo. Yeah. So after my long taxi ride where we went through his village called Boo Boo Boo. I get to my hotel and, uh, I, I don't check a bag when I'm traveling and I'm going to be gone for two weeks. So my bag is heavy. I've got snorkel stuff, safari stuff, and, um, I get to the first hotel. It's late. You know, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And I had stopped at the airport before I got in my taxi to change money and, um, I didn't have anything small. The smallest denomination I got when I changed the money was what would be like five dollars in shilling, and I had a whole bunch of them because anyway, it's like ten thousand shilling. Anyway, uh, this little skinny guy going to help me to my room with my bags and my suitcase is heavy but there's rocks so you can't roll it because it's my regular work suitcase that rolls so it's usually not a problem you know in airports and stuff and but it's heavy now and he lifts it up onto his shoulder and it's a long walk a long walk and I'm carrying what feels to me like my heavy carry-on bag, but he's carrying my really heavy suitcase and it's hot there. So we get to the room and I, I didn't know what to give him. I didn't have, you know, I'm going to ask him for change. So I gave him what was like five U.S. dollars in shillings. And he bent down and touched my feet. He touched my feet. And I was kind of like, okay, this world is so different. So I loved the second place I went to. Met uh, Timway. I have trouble. I'm. You have to excuse me if I'm mispronouncing some of these names. But I loved it there, and I particularly loved a hotel. Now, I'm not only going to tell you names of hotels if I really loved them. And so the Kenna Beach Hotel. Oh, it's just beautiful. Everybody there was so warm and the food was so good. They had this cute little dog there named Tutu. (laughs) But what really, what I really liked there was they had bush babies at dinner. Bush babies at dinner. I'm sorry. There's nothing more exciting to me. Do you guys know what bush babies are? Oh my gosh, they're so cute. They are so cute. It's like a... It's like a teeny tiny kangaroo <laughs> they kind of hop and they um they, I, it's hard to describe but they're just adorable and everybody loves them and so not this was the first place but there were quite a few places where i went to where people would feed them they feed them bread so this was the first they told us there's um I got a briefing which was nice at this hotel because he walked me around and showed me where everything was which is just really nice instead of having to try to figure out everything yourself you know so um he had walked me around and he said oh we have these it's like a little monkey he said you know it's it's like in the monkey family and he said um if they come in your room don't don't be afraid they'll be afraid of you they'll hop away and I was like you have bush babies you have bush babies." <laughs> I'd seen the bush babies before and uh, when I've been on safari in Tanzania many years ago but I saw them like in a tree far away and um, he's saying that they're at the hotel and I was like this is my new favorite hotel and then he goes oh well you know before dinner uh, I'll show you we they come they come in every night I'm like they come in every night he goes yeah we put a plate of uh, bread out for them and I'm like you put a plate of bread out for them I was so excited (laughs) And so, sure enough, it was before dinner that the bush babies came down and ate the bread. And I was just squealing. I was so excited. And um, he was saying, and this was interesting. And I'm like, this is at the buffet. It's a beautiful buffet for dinner with all this food. And I'm like, they don't try to eat the other food? And he said, no, they know this food is for them. And I was like, well, that's unusual for a wild animal that they they're not going to go after all the other food that's there. But they, they know that this... Pl- it was on a china plate for the bush babies. So I looked up bush babies. And the bush babies belong to a group of primates along with lemurs called Simians, which means before apes. So they've been around a long time. And I, I just really find them so cute. And I was also thinking, we kind of discriminate for cuteness. So like many of these hotels feed the bush babies, but you know, nobody is putting out a plate of bread for, you know, cockroaches. (laughs) So at the beginning of the podcast, I told you I was excited about my low cost hotel in the Josani forest because I wanted to see the red Columbus monkeys. And I knew that hotel choice in the forest was a wild card. Um, But I'm okay with simple, a simple room, especially if there's wildlife to see. Um, And it was the only hotel in the forest, so I was excited about it. And I should have known when nobody at the hotel I was leaving had ever heard of this hotel in the forest. None of the taxi drivers had ever heard of this hotel in the forest. The taxi driver that I had, he had to stop like a few places to ask where it was. And finally, somebody told him. And um, I get there knowing it's only $40 a night, including breakfast and the only place in the forest. So my expectations were not high. (laughs) But the room was hot. And I mean really, really hot. Like you really couldn't. If you spent any time in the room, you would be drenched in sweat. And it was dirty. I mean, dirty. And get this. I mean, I've stayed in hotels all over the place. No trash bin. What do you do? Throw your trash in the corner? And this is this was one of the kickers. <sighs> I put a picture of it on Instagram. The shower head. Are you ready for this? The shower head was over the toilet. So are you supposed to sit on the toilet when you take a shower? Are you supposed to lean over the toilet to take a shower? (laughs) Well, I thought, well, I just won't take a shower. I'm only spending one night here. I'm not going to try. And plus, everything was so dirty. I tried to clean the room. Um, There were all these bugs. Um, I didn't know how I was going to sleep. But I thought, okay, go see the monkeys. So I went and I saw lots of monkeys. And this is in the afternoon. And um, I saw these turtles. I couldn't tell if the turtles were trying to make love or fighting and that that's funny actually on Instagram that video got like 18,000 views more than I've ever gotten of these turtles mating slash fighting couldn't tell with the shells (laughs) but anyway I see all this so mission accomplished but now I'm like dreading going to stay in that room And I thought, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I mean, my phone had bugs all over it. And I thought, everything I have is going to have bugs all over it. And it's like, oh. Then it occurred to me, I can bail. I can bail. Hello? Why hadn't this occurred to me before? (laughs) Get a taxi. So what if you paid for the room? Get a different room in town. The next plan was to go to town um, to stay at the nice hotel. But I didn't want to make a res. I, actually, I, I'm not gonna that hotel that I was staying at with points uh, was one of the nicest hotels, and I certainly wasn't gonna pay for what how, what it cost to stay there. I was staying there because it was a night for free. But I thought no, 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 because you I had booked a hotel after my safari, so I had a, this expensive hotel that I got with points. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna book a night there because it's ridiculous. It's ten times as much as this horrible hotel in the forest. But um, the reasonable hotel that I booked at the end of the safari I had already chosen that one so I hurried up and got on my phone with the covered in bugs and um and booked a night so now I just have to tell the hotel that I'm leaving but I don't want to say exactly I'm leaving because your room is disgusting there's only two people working there and I already had a long chat with both of them at lunch so it's like hmm hmm what to do I know, I know, I'll lie. I don't know if I'm very good at lying, but I went to the lady who's running the hotel, the manager slash cook, and I was like, Hi, um, my friend who I'm going on safari with, uh, has got to Stone Town early and I've already seen the monkey. So can I get a taxi? Um, I'm gonna go uh spend the night with her at her hotel. And um I'll still happily pay here so I just need a taxi so that I can go meet my quote-unquote friend and she says I'm gonna cry tell me the real reason why you don't want to stay here this is not good for me and I was thinking oh geez she's gonna cry and I'm like no 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 everything's fine I saw the monkeys so I came here to see the monkeys but this works out good for me see now that I can see my friend a day early tell me the real reason you're leaving. Uh, This this is sad for me. And I'm thinking, she is not making this easy. And I'm like, but can I still get a taxi? Yes, yes. And I said, okay, I need like 30 minutes to clean off my stuff so I don't take bugs with me for the rest of my trip. (laughs) I need to get my stuff debugged. So I put all my stuff together, and now I'm worried that she's still going to be like, I'm sorry, I'm going to cry. This is bad for me. And But now I come out, and I'm like, yeah, then um, I get the taxi, and she's like, oh, yes, this is great for me. This works out great for me, for her. And I was thinking, what? She really changed her tune fast. And she says, this way I get a free ride to Stonetown. I'm coming with you. Great. So now she says she knows where my hotel is the Saida. She says she knows where it is. And uh, she's asking me some on the ride. It's like an hour drive. She's asking me questions about my friend. And it's like, this is uncomfortable. (laughs) This is why I don't lie, because I don't like this at all. (laughs) But we get to Stonetown. And now I just need to get to my hotel. Well, Stonetown is kind of like a medina. So it's like a lot of places in the world where um. There's all these windy streets that cars can't fit in, so you, you can't take a car, so you can't get a car to the hotel. I didn't really know that at the time, uh, but she said she knew where it was, so we parked the taxi, and now the three of us, my taxi driver... The lady, the manager, who was going to cry, who's now happy to be getting a free ride to Stonetown, and it's dark. Now it's late because I decided on this bailing plan, kind of late considering, and then all the um, getting the taxi and everything. It's late. It's dark. And um, we've parked the taxi, and now we're wandering through these narrow, windy streets, and she doesn't know where the hotel is. She said she knew where it was, but she didn't. And now they're asking, my taxi driver has my rollerboard suitcase on his shoulder. I'm carrying my heavy carry-on bag and the two of them are asking local people in Swahili how to get to the hotel and nobody seems to have heard of the hotel. And now this is getting uncomfortable um, because I just want to be rid of this whole thing, you know, but now we're a team <laughs> and they can't find the hotel. So now I get out my phone and, you know, the signal would go in and out. But at that point I had a signal, but uh, and I was trying to do um, to Google the map, the hotel, and then see it on the map so that it, I could put it in the directions so that I could... But uh, I don't know how often you guys travel to strange places, but lots of times when you Google something in another country, everything comes up. They assume you're from that country, so everything comes up in Swahili. So I can't read the the directions. I can't even put, like, how to click on, like directions walking go and they're looking at my phone and I'm trying to show it to them because they can read Swahili and then it occurred to me oh no no no. click on the app click on the maps app so I clicked on the maps app and now I can I put in the hotel where we are and I can see a path this crazy, windy path to get to the hotel. And I'm like, I know, I know, I can get us there. Here, we're going this way, and then this way, and then this way. And they're looking at me kind of like, because these streets were totally dark, deserted. There was construction. And she's like, I don't think, no, I don't think it's that way. I don't think there'd be a hotel that way. It's too dark. And she goes, I'm scared. This is scary. I'm scared. And I'm thinking, you're scared. (laughs) You're from here. (laughs) I should be the one who's scared. So I had booked a four-day, three-night safari online. I tried to pick one that had a company that had good reviews, but Africa's interesting in that they're very (laughs) loosey-goosey. I don't know if that's the best word (laughs) but uh, I had booked this online and they asked for a deposit like a 20% deposit which I paid got a receipt from that and then I didn't really hear anything and like the itinerary for the first day was hotel pickup flight breakfast village tour launch just lunch uh boat safari and dinner so it's like Not a very detailed description, but hotel pickup, it didn't say what time. So now I had, uh, this is right after the Josani Forest craziness, (laughs) bad room, whatever. And uh, I'm emailing, hi, uh, what time is the pickup? I was kind of concerned that they were just going to take my deposit and I wasn't going to be going on safari. I don't know, I... I don't know, sometimes you think, well, I, didn't, I haven't heard anything, and I didn't get like a more detailed description, but okay. So I email like a, hey, um, what time uh, at the hotel pickup? And they email me back. Like if I hadn't emailed them, I don't know when they were going to email me what time I was getting picked up at the hotel. And it's 5.20 in the morning, so you want to be prepared for 5.20 in the morning. But... I was worried so i'm at the hotel at like 5 10 in the lobby because i work for the airline and it's always like if you're not 10 minutes early you're late so i'm early and i'm kind of thinking oh i don't think they're gonna show what's plan b what's my plan b if i'm not going on safari but they showed and the driver said um we had to pick up someone else uh same trip so i was thinking okay i yes, I'll be with these people for the next four days. Same trip. Okay, fine. They were a um, young couple from France and they were very lovey-dovey. When I say lovey-dovey, they were all over each other. (laughs) So, but it was nice that it was, there was somebody else. So then the three of us, they say, go on the flight. And the flight was leaving in like five minutes. And, uh, I've got my same suitcase that I take for work and my same carry-on bag. The same thing I take when I'm going for three days. I have for two weeks. But I'm like, huh. Nobody else has luggage. It wasn't that small a plane. There were probably like 40 people on it. And I was the only one with luggage. And they didn't put anything underneath. They just put my suitcase on a seat. And I was like okay and we get there and there's a guy with a sign with three names on it and it was like okay and he says he's gonna take us to the lodge and it's like okay and um these french people didn't speak much english but they they got all excited pointing like there was a animal and i was like what is it what is it they're like a puma a a puma i'm thinking pumas in tanzania um they were saying pumba like for a warthog, you know, from the (laughs) Lion King, Pumbaa is like, okay. What I didn't realize was everybody else on the plane was on a one day safari. And apparently most people to this park go on a one day safari because they offer it from Zanzibar. So they pick them up at like four o'clock, depending on where they are on the island, take them to the airport. They do a full day game drive, they fly back, then they get... Driven back to their hotel, so um, I, you know, I, I just really didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) But sometimes it's kind of nice not know what you're doing, and then some other times, it's interesting. So I had picked this. Well, number one, I had picked this national park because it was close to Zanzibar and I was going to be in Zanzibar. But when I started reading about it, I got excited about it. It's the salut. The Sulu is remote, raw, and filled with wildlife. The Sulu is Africa's largest game reserve. I don't think anybody knows that. The Sulu is Africa's largest game reserve. Yet, unlike the iconic destination of Tanzania's northern safari circuit, it remains relatively unknown to outsiders. And I was like, yahoo! So, my lodge... Now, you might be thinking from the last story that I can't rough it, but... This is different. So They tell us, they give us a little briefing, me and my French couple that are all lovey-dovey, that there isn't any electricity from 9 in the morning till 5 at night. There's no air conditioning. There's a fan. So if there's no electricity, you don't have the fan. And the room is hot, but it wasn't as hot uh, as that one in the forest. But also... It was a bigger room, and you could tell that they had clean. It was clean, so it was. I was actually, I really liked Africa Safari Camp. Anyway, um, because the they had a watering hole there, and like this was right after, so we went on our village tour, which was just okay, uh, and then um, came back, and there was a watering hole at the safari camp that right then i saw warthogs and baby warthogs so now i'm like Whoa, yippee! i could care less about how nice or not nice the room is they have warthogs at the camp and then i saw baboons and baby baboons and i was like yippee yippee <laughs> and at the watering hole at in the evening there were even buffalo and i had read online sometimes elephant but while i was there there wasn't an elephant so That evening on the first day, it said boat safari. And I was thinking, great, boat safari. So it's me and the French couple and uh, a guide and uh, on a boat. And this is already, now I was already thinking, this is, this, this is fan-freaking-tastic. What a great trip. I was just at a beautiful beach and now I'm going to go on a boat safari. And we saw hippos and little crocodiles and bigger crocodiles. And we saw these, I thought, I was like, uh, hey, what? what is in that tree? It looks like a Christmas tree. There were these birds' nests, uh, golden weaver birds. And it looked like Christmas ornaments. It looked very festive. And he's like, yeah, so these are golden weaver birds. And they make this nest. And the male bird makes the nest. It takes like a week to make it. And then the female comes and inspects the nest. <laughs> and if, it's, if, if she doesn't like his construction, she flies away. <laughs> So those golden weaver birds need to be good weavers to get the girl. And so then this was the crazy thing on my boat safari. The guide, his name was Alpha, he said, well, we drink the river water. It's fresh water. And I'm on the boat looking, going, this water is brown. And there's hippos in it and crocodiles. And mud, and you drink the water that the hippos are in and the crocodiles are in. And while we're on our boat safari, there were people coming with giant jugs filling it. And I said, Well, so you filter the water? And he's like, No. And I'm like, What? Well, the water is brown. He goes, Yeah, that's how we drink it. And we think it's really good for you. And I was thinking, What? What? <laughs> What? You drink the water that the hippos and the crocodiles and poop is in there that you just drink the water? And he's like, yeah, we're used to it. And I was thinking, uh, it, and then I, I had asked him, I said, well, how, how did you guys do through COVID? And he said, oh, really? Only the rich people got sick. And I was looking at him like, what? Only the rich people got sick because, you know, they're fatter. And we think maybe it's because we drink this water the water with the hippos in it. (laughs) Okay, so then the next day, it was supposed to be a full day game drive. So I was thinking, okay, so it's me and the two lovey-dovey French people who don't speak much English. But to my surprise, which is nice, one of the nice things about not really knowing what you're doing, is I had my own car my own driver and my own guide now we saw because I didn't understand what was happening the day before on the plane but everybody is day trippers and they're like nine people to a car and so then you have all these people that everybody has an opinion and everybody's trying to see you know they have a list of things they want to see and they only have so much time to see it but because it was just me and my guide and the driver I told him I said he was like well what do you what are you going to try to see and I said well anything we see you know it's nature I don't have a Itinerary, we don't have to see this, this, and that. I just said, you know, when we see animals, I'd just like to spend some time with them instead of trying to find something else. And he was like, great. like to thank any of you who were so kind when you were going to buy something on Amazon and people are buying a lot of stuff on Amazon for the holiday season. If you could be so generous as just to take an extra second and go to my website, bettyinthesky.com, click through any of the Amazon links, and then you don't pay any more, but it supports the show. And I like to see what people buy. So somebody bought Apple AirTags. I'm actually going to get this. I've been meaning to. It's been on my list of things to do. I'm going to buy them. They're these little tags that attach. They're connected to your your smartphone and then you can track them. So people will put them in their car and a big parking lot or what I'm going to use them for is to put it in each of my two bags, my suitcase and my carry-on bag because passengers will sometimes take the wrong bag. They're tired, whatever. And so this way you could chase them in the airport. You could see where your bag is going. Oh, anyway, I'm going further along. So somebody bought those. (laughs) And uh, somebody else bought a flower cross-stitch kit. You hardly ever hear about cross-stitch anymore. And then somebody bought the book, I Married Adventure, Cannibals, Headhunters, Wild Beasts, Terrors of the Jungle. And I was like, sounds interesting <laughs> so if you're gonna buy something on amazon please consider going to my website bettyinthesky.com click on any of the links it supports the show it doesn't cost you any more, and i thank you so very much the second day on the game drive the first day we saw some lions we saw almost everything um but the second day, we really saw a lot of lions, and I got to spend a lot of time with the lions, and it was fun just watching them sleep, because they, they kind of snuggle kind of like a house cat, even though, you know, it's a big male lion. So it's so fun to watch, and it's funny because I was excited about the sleeping lions. Little did I know that the next stop we stopped, there were a bunch of elephants, and my guide, Alpha, goes, um, oh, there's some lions mating over there and we're watching the elephants and I'm like hello hello if there's lions mating why are we watching the elephants let's go watch that okay they'll do it again in 15 minutes and I was like what what he's like yeah they do it every 15 minutes and I was like what (laughs) The, the lions when they're mating do it every 15 minutes for like three days yowza so after we watched the elephants then the elephants chased the lions um the lion actually ran which actually makes sense because there's a whole bunch of them and they're big so that could be dangerous for the lion and so then we he said well we're just going to hang with these two um because these two lions because they'll they'll mate again and i'm thinking i never even and it was never even in my wishes or dreams that i could see lions mating and it was like wow we're gonna get to see lions mate and the noise so we stayed with them we're the only car the only car with these lions mating and we so here is the audio from me getting to listen and watch lions mating three times safari was a giant highlight and the fourth day like i said it was a very loosey-goosey itinerary and also with the flights and everything it's kind of like you just kind of uh, the the third day because the fourth day itinerary said six o'clock walking safari with Bushmen and armed guard breakfast and flight flight could be it 10 o'clock or 4 o'clock, depending on flight schedule. So there's a big difference between 10 o'clock and 4 o'clock. And so I, like on day two, I asked and they said, oh, we'll tell you later. And day three, I'm like, so this is like in the afternoon. I'm like, so what time am I leaving tomorrow? And they're like, we'll tell you after dinner. And I was like, okay. So it's just basically, you got to kind of just, you know, akuna Matata, <laughs> Africa time. Okay. So So, and now I get up because I'm going on walking safari at six o'clock. It's just me because, you know, I'm on my private tour. The French people only stayed for three days. They're gone now. And uh, I've been on a walking safari before. It's like, and when they said Bushman, I thought they meant it was going to be like a naturalist. So I'm thinking, okay, we're going to go for a walk, like kind of right outside the camp. And there really won't be any animals. They'll point out some birds and maybe some uh, plants. You know, you, you use this for that and this is good for that. So this is what I have in my head, you know, and boy, was I, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so my armed guard is the Maasai um, with a stick. And the Maasai at the camp, which I thought was really fun, is um, at night they would walk you to your room in case there were animals. Which was nice. And they, they there was a bush pig that you could pet. Uh, and then the bush babies, they had bush babies at the bar before dinner. And sometimes there were like three of them and I'd squeal. I just lo- love the bush babies. So um, now it's time. So the Maasai says, okay, it, uh, it's, it's time for your walking safari. I'm like, okay. So we just get right outside the camp and there's this... I'm like going, what, what the... Sorry, excuse my French. What the hell is this? There's this guy all... All dressed. I was like, "What is what's going on?" They're like, "This is the Bushman." He was like, he had t- his his skin was all painted white. He had on feathers. He was like half naked and he was in bare feet. And I was like, "Oh, this is this, this is the Bushman." And Masai's like, "Yeah, this is the Bushman." And I was like, "Okay," uh, he, he kind of looked like. A flamboyant drag queen dressed as a bushman? I don't know. <laughs> it was very elaborate, let's say that. And then we start walking, and I'm thinking, he's telling me things. But the things he's telling me isn't what I was expecting. He was saying how he could tell I was an interesting person, and people like me, and people miss me, and that we have a connection, and we need to see each other again. And I was thinking, huh? Huh? <laughs> where's my walking safari? He's basically just hitting on me, but he also seemed a little gay. But lots of times people are trying to get out of the forest or whatever. I didn't know. I don't know if he was gay. I'm not saying he was gay. It was his flamboyant nature that kind of came off as gay. I don't know. All I'm knowing now is I'm kind of going, I don't know what's happening here. And then I'm thinking, I think it's six o'clock in the morning. I'm thinking, I think he's high. He's high. <laughs> the things he was saying and, and and the way he was saying it, I was thinking, I think he's high. So my itinerary that said six o'clock walking safari with bushmen and armed guard, I wasn't think I was going to be walking through the forest with a guy half naked who's high, who's, who's hitting on me. <laughs> but okay, it gets even crazier than that because he says he's gonna make fire. That's part of of the tour, and I was thinking, okay, I've seen people make fire before. And then he said, and then we're gonna smoke elephant dung. And I'm thinking, oh, what kind of weird ass morning is this? Smoking elephant poop, like what? He's like, yeah, you should you, you should try it. I love it. I love it. It's um so, but they're having trouble making the fire. They're trying to make the fire, you know, with a stick, um. And it's not working. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to. And he's like, no, no. I nobody, I, I never fail. And I'm thinking, oh, you can't do it. I got to try. And they couldn't do it. And I kept saying, really, you don't have to make the fire. And he's like, no, no. And then I didn't realize till later that he wanted to make the fire because he really wanted to smoke the elephant dung. And he was saying how it's medicinal. I, but I don't know. He said really interesting things on this tour. But I didn't know what all to believe because he was high. Uh, but so he was saying that. Marijuana is only one plant, but the elephant eats like sixty-five plants, and they have three stomachs, so it's not all digested. And it's medicinal, and it could cure epilepsy. And um, people thought it cured COVID during the and and that um, where people were places they don't have elephants, they pay a lot for the elephant dung, like dung on like Zanzibar. They'll pay like forty-five dollars for a little bit of elephant poop. And I was thinking, huh? <laughs> I, I kind of felt like. Am I being punked? <laughs> Are there cameras around here? I don't, what is going on? <laughs> so, <laughs> so now they make the fire. They're all excited. And they're smoking elephant poop. And they want me to smoke it. The Maasai is smoking it, too. It has this thick white smoke. And when the Bushman, when he smoked it, he was like, "Ah, I'm strong like a lion. And I was thinking, oh. But there's part of me... There's part of me that wanted to smoke the elephant poop. Now, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. There's part of me that kind of wanted to smoke the elephant poop. But really, how often are you going to get a chance to smoke elephant poop? And then I have all these things going through my head. You know, we get drug tested at work. And it's like, yeah, but do they... That's probably not on the panel of the things they test for. You know, elephant dung. But then how long does it stay in your system? Would it look like something else? So I decided against smoking the poop. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I might regret it in the long run. But uh, So now he's more high. He's really high from smoking the elephant dung. And at one point, he takes my hand. He's got all this ash. He put the ash. That's what made his skin all white. It's ash. And it's supposed to be um, so that the animals can't smell you. But he's now, he's taken my hand in his ash-covered hand and he's running through the forest saying we're gonna get married (laughs) actually on instagram the one person wrote the caption which i thought was the best caption ever and he said we're not in kansas anymore so now uh, i i didn't know what to think of that that was a crazy morning and i get back to the safari camp and um, I'd been I, I'm you know I like people, I'm very friendly. Uh, people like me and so I'd been talking to everybody at the who works at the restaurant and now now I'm really curious about elephant tongue <laughs> and smoking elephant tongue. and I'm like, hey uh, do you guys smoke? elephant dung, And everybody there said, oh, yeah, it's great. We love it. And uh, it's it's medicinal. And the Maasai, I asked later, I'm like, so you guys all smoke? And they said, oh, yeah, one joint. He said, where we're from, you know, we don't wear many clothes. And uh, you smoke one joint, you know, because it gets cold. And he's like, you smoke one joint and you're warm. And I was like, all right. So but then I'm skipping ahead. But the rest of the time I'm in Tanzania, I'm talking to people about. Smoking elephant dung, people who are from there, and everybody's looking at me like nobody smokes elephant dung, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know, or I just wasn't slew. They, every everybody there said they smoked it. I ran into a whole bunch of people, and they're all like, oh, I, we never heard of that before. <laughs> The safari was so much fun, and Zanzibar was so beautiful. It's one of those trips. This trip was, there's so many good things. Sometimes you can almost forget a giant thing because the next giant thing happens. (laughs) So uh, after the safari, I went back to Stonetown, then flew to Dar es Salaam, and then flew to mafia on the little plane on the flight to mafia there's only like 12 people on it i always think it's fun being on different types of airplanes because you know i have an interest in airplanes so anyway i'm on this little plane uh in like a there's one seat and then two seats and the teeniest tiniest aisle you, you've ever seen you can barely fit a leg in there <laughs> so then uh we're flying there, and we had to stop. It's very African, Akuna Matata, because everything is kind of like, we get there when we get there. And uh, some people might not like that, but you kind of have to go with it while there. And uh, we were supposed to leave at 3.30, land at 4. Well, we didn't even leave till 4. And then to get on the plane, and then we said we're stopping at I don't know, something like Somosomo. I'm thinking, I don't know what Soma Soma is, but we're stopping there. And some people got out. And then because a couple people got out, I moved up into um, the seat right behind the pilot on the window. And I had my phone. And then I'm watching the clouds. And I'm like, holy crap, what is that? It was a, what looked like a circle rainbow. Like a a reflection? I don't know. But I was like, wow. And then I could see the reflection of our airplane in the circle rainbow. And I was like, what is going on? (laughs) This is so exciting. (laughs) So, you know, that's exciting. The hotel was really pretty, the Kanasi Lodge, and it was, it's just lovely. The food is lovely. Actually, the food was really good most everywhere. It had a lot of Indian influence, which I love Indian, so that was great for me. But anyway, so it was really exciting, the full circle rainbow, like woohoo. And then the next day, it's time for the whale shark. The, one of the main reasons I was going there to swim with the whale sharks so it's a tour through the hotel so we leave the hotel and y- you go through the village and then you go down a dirt road and then there's a different beach and you get on the boat and the guide tells you okay so there's five of us and uh, he says okay so we're gonna look for the whale sharks and then when we find them we're gonna tell you go 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 so <laughs> So you have to be ready with your mask on, your fins, your feet, over the boat. And um, when I say, go, 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 you jump in. So they basically find a whale shark, then drive the boat in front of wherever he's going. So then we jump in and then you would hope then you're right at the whale shark. So I'm like, okay, all right, I'm ready. And they go, yeah, go, go, go. So you jump in and then you yes, almost don't... It's hard to put into words to see something so close. It's the largest fish in the world. It can be up to 59 feet long. I mean, it's gigantic. and it, it it's it's like a high. It's like a like you're just like, you feel so blessed and fortunate to be in this thing's presence. And it's also so crazy that you can be next to something so huge. And not be afraid of it, anyway, it was like a like a I'm in underwater going ah! <laughs> But how this thing works is so then you're supposed to sort of chase the whale. I realized after like the first jump in that i I don't have the speed of a whale shark. I can't catch it. so I'm happy to see it when I jump in, and then, um, then you haul yourself back up in the boat, it's like a half a ladder, you haul yourself back in the boat, and then you get ready again, for then they go, 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 and you jump in, (laughs) you try to, you see the whale shark, then you try to chase it, and I also thought, I don't think the whale shark probably likes people chasing it, you know, so, uh, what I started doing, because at first, I did it twice, because I, I thought, how often am I going to be in the presence of whale sharks? So I did it two mornings in a row. And the second one, I kind of felt a little, you're always a little better when you know what to expect, because I kind of exhausted myself. All the jumping and heaving yourself back in the boat and chasing the whale shark. So the second day, I thought, no chasing, no chasing of the shark. (laughs) See it, (laughs) swim. And what's amazing was I only had to jump and heave a couple times the second day, because maybe the sharks don't like to be chased because other people are chasing it and I'm just swimming and it seemed like the shark would turn around and come right back and I'd be like "Ah!" and it was less jumping and heaving well that's about it for this episode of Betty in the Sky with a Suitcase I hope you'll join me again next time so we can travel around the world together and there are gonna be some more stories from Tanzania in the next episode because so much happened on this trip. Okay, thanks. Bye. Have a good night,
0: love you. Swimsuit, check, sunscreen, check, phone charger, check.